Welcome back. Episode 26. Don't do this shit again, Tavares. Speak. <laughs> Speak, damn God. it. Speak. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about. All right, fine. Uh, you know, it's me. It's Colton. You know me. You know me by now, hopefully. hopefully. If you're new here, we would appreciate it if you'd subscribe, rate, and review if you enjoy the show. Even if you don't enjoy the show, we'd still appreciate the subscribing part. <laughs> we if would. Don't, if you don't like it, don't rate and review. Don't bother with that. That's fine. <laughs> you can leave that alone. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, we'll just take it as a, as we'll, we'll understand that you didn't like it if you didn't rate it. Um, yeah. That's, that's the policy on that. Yeah, just subscribe. Yeah. Do that. You don't have to listen. Just subscribe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter. You know, we've been itching, itching for 40 followers for about three months now. <laughs> come on. Come on. It's 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 a real simple goal. We, we got our there. first little taste of fame this week. We did. We did. We had <laughs> a big ass. Fame. We got a, we got a tweet that had like 850 likes. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're getting up there. Yeah, yeah, that was a was a big one. Strong showing. That was our it's our biggest tweet yet. It's a funny tweet. I mean, for the record, Quality. you can't have Bob Dylan trending and say trending with Freddie Mercury, a dead artist, and John Lennon, a dead artist, and. <laughs> My heart not explode <laughs> on sight. Ah, uh, speaking of the Beatles, did you see my? Uh, oh, I fuck with that. I love Paul. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. I actually didn't know it referred to Paul McCartney when I picked it up. I just saw I love Paul, and I was like, you're mm-hmm. like, you know what? That's so, that's cool. It, it was literally <laughs> it, was, it was in in the communication office, like uh, in the communication departmental offices, and it was like just sitting there, like four of them were just sitting. There. I was like, I'm gonna take one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take. One. <laughs> So yeah, it's just it's it's a button on his backpack. We didn't make that clear. Yeah, we were just talking about I love Paul. I love Paul. Yeah, I love Paul. Paul, Paul McCartney. I actually didn't know it was a refer- reference to him either until I googled it. Huh, interesting. Did you know it was a reference to him immediately? I didn't. Uh, I I mean I could have deduced it if I'd really thought about it because well, I wouldn't have really come to any other. Apparently, it's Paul. a thing. Like I googled the specific design and it, it's a thing. Huh. I guess, but I was like. I mean, I feel like if, if someone comes up to me like, hey, you're a Paul McCartney fan, I'm going to be like, bro, like you're awesome for recognizing that because honestly, I didn't. <laughs> like, I mean, I fuck with the Beatles, but like never been a huge Paul guy, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> sorry, I don't really follow Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I put it on to attract people like you because I wanted to tell you you're cool. <laughs> that's that, on, that's that, <laughs> that reminds me. There's a uh, there's a band out there that I'd never heard of until like a few months back. That George Harrison, member of the Beatles, yeah. Bob Dylan, uh, uh, Tom no no Tom Petty. I think all three of those people and a few others were in that band. Oh, they made music shit. together. What the fuck? And I'd never heard of them. Like, that's insane. And I'm assuming that music has to be good. Those are some yeah. legendary yeah. artists. Well, it, they could have been young, you know. They could have. But were they? We don't know. Find out next week. <laughs> I don't know. I just did it. It, it felt right. Anyways, back to what I was saying. That's the point where, I, where I, there's this, this this rose pin that I also have on my backpack. And it's actually like a, a famous democratic socialist thing. Um, huh. I'm not a democratic socialist by any means, but like if someone points it out, like, "Hey, you're a democratic socialist," I'm gonna be like, "No, no. it looks dope." But <laughs> I believe that you are because you know what this means. Yeah, <laughs> be like, "No, but you are." Good on you for knowing your political ideology. <laughs> that is good. You know, respect. Respect. At least you're informed. Yeah. Um. But you know, our entire podcast isn't gonna be about the buttons on uh, Tavares' backpack. Nope, nope, not this week. Maybe next week. Find out next week. On <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself. More on that later. We're uh, we got a good episode today. We're gonna for our music segment. We're gonna we're gonna talk the Sir album that came out a while ago. Oh, we yeah. never got a chance to talk about we it. We didn't. So we, we're going we to because we revisit that it here. because we deserve to give Sir his respect. We've also got a song of the week this week that we will do first. We'll talk about that in a minute. We've got a nice little movie segment where we're going to discuss the Martin Scorsese versus Marvel shit. You know, how he says, Marvel's not cinema. Do we agree? Find out later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
We're also going to talk about some television, as per usual. We've got uh, we got Flash had another episode. We'll talk we'll touch on that briefly. Uh, Living with yourself, the new Paul Rudd series, and we're also going to go with uh, some Portlandia. I've been watching Portlandia. Seems like a good time to talk about it. Okay. And uh, also, we're going to talk about Narc Fuckerberg. <clears throat> Sorry, Mark Zuckerberg. There you go. All today on the Penny Bloom podcast. Shall we roll the tape? Damn, that was a great opportunity for next another next week joke. I'm kind of sad. Well, because I didn't want to do another next week because it was this week that we're talking about it. Was it though? I don't know, man. You're fucking with my mind. <laughs> yeah. Roll the fucking tape. God damn it, Tavares! Roll the fucking tape. <laughs> I hope you are prepared for a show unlike any that you've ever seen before. Or heard, I guess it's a podcast. So you aren't going to see anything. So we're going to start our music segment with the song of the week. Tavares. Give him the song of the week. I just got it with a pack. I got a pack for DHL. I just got it with a pack. I got a pack. I got for DHL. DHL by Frank Ocean. That shit was fire. It had to be the song of the week. It had to because it came out this week. And it's it's good. It's 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 a Frank song. I was not expecting a Frank song. No, I, and I, I, that's what I loved about it. Like, yeah, I was like, and what's funny is like, anytime he will in the future drop music, I will never be expecting it because that's just what he's done over I the swear. course of his career. He can say he's dropping shit, I won't believe him. Yeah, he can, and then he'll drop, and I'll be like, oh, he did. It. He, he he has the Kanye paradox. Actually, it's worse for like Kanye is just. He does what Kanye, Kanye does should be doing. Yeah, Kanye is just annoying with this shit because he's just like, dude, fuck you. Like, drop the album or don't. Okay, Frank, you're like, okay. Can we he's talk just about Kanye silent. for a second? I know this is supposed to be this the is, song of the week. This is our music segment. This is the music segment. So, <clears throat> what the fuck? What the hell? Okay, I mean, he just he just <sighs> said he's a born again Christian, or not born again, but newly converted to Christianity. But I thought that was like. I thought. Isn't pride I thought he made Jesus the, walks. I'm pretty sure pride is like a. Isn't that like one of the like main sins? Yeah. It is. I I have a tough time believing this man in anything anymore. Yeah. I don't know where his intentions are I, just because I, I can't trust that guy. And it, it really makes me mad. I don't enjoy listening to him as Honestly, much anymore. I, I, I'm gonna be straight up. I don't give a shit about Jesus King. I don't. I don't give a fuck. Listen to a gospel album, like and I'm just I don't gonna think, be and straight that's the up. Thing, I don't even think it's supposed to be a gospel album. No, I, I thought he straight. I thought he was like, this is gonna be a gospel album. Basically. Oh, I've I've heard conflicted reports then. Okay. Because I, I, I saw snippet, some, I saw some I shit from Double XL. I, I saw some shit from Double XL that said it will not. I mean, at this point, it doesn't ma- like, con- like I'm just annoyed. I'm like, but you're gonna listen. Nah, I I might, and like I, I'll have to so I can shit on it on the podcast. <laughs> there you go. Unless it's good. Unless it's good, and I will I will gladly own that. I'll okay. be like, okay, it was good. I just don't have a lot of faith in it right now. Yeah, I don't either. And then he's releasing Jesus is Born. How can a man that dodges release dates for music announce a release date for a film? And two albums. I I don't know, man. Yeah, you know, it's I've 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 tried. He's I just don't and feel I've, like I've he's the best artist it. to ever And he said that shit. I just and don't I was feel like, like he's the best dude, artist to ever You could have been. Maybe. Maybe you could have been if you didn't do the shit you do. Right. Because part of being the greatest artist that's ever existed, it's not just about the creativity. It's about more than that, and you got to have 
that. Right, right. It's about no. I, I, I really feel like art is about leaving an impression. It's not. You shouldn't have to go out of your way to leave that impression. And it feels like right. he tries too hard to jump out of that box. Right. So it's like. But it, it's not, and it's not leaving like leaving an impression as an artist. It's leaving an impression with your art, which is very different. Very, very different. And I think he definitely could have. He could, and and he had for a while. But yeah, he's he's he allowed. And I mean, I guess to a lot of people, he still does. But he. Like, I don't know what he did, but he just made it so that his personality just took over every perception of his art, which no artist should strive to do, I feel like. I I just don't understand it because he is talented. He makes a lot of really good music. Like, really great music, genuinely. But he's just so damn annoying sometimes. Very annoying. Like, dude... Just be straight with us. Like I don't, I don't get it. And at this point, he might be being straight with yeah. us. But like, and to be honest, this does feel about as straight as he's been with us in a while, uh-huh. because he's had the artists that have come in support of him. Like Ti said that he's better than he's ever been, and I, I kind of trust the word of Ti. I don't know. Ti says some wild shit too. Ti does say some wild shit. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. T.I. hopped on, um, was it, oh, he put out, that was, you remember the song that Connie and T.I. made? Oh, fuck, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. It, 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 it was all right. It, it was all right. But I never went back and listened. He he dropped that in con- in conjunction with, um, scoop-a-dee-poop-scoop-boop. Scoopity poop. I was like, yo, T.I., I know you had Boopity to hear this scoop shit. Poop poop. Like, he had... And low-key, like, I was like, mm, I kind of fuck with the it. The beat, <laughs> The beat was good. He, and like, we know Kanye does beats, but... Duh. And to be honest, he is one of the best producers... Yeah. ...ever. Yeah, no. To put it flatly. For sure. But, what the, what was that? Like, I feel like the greatest all, artist of all time doesn't do that, you know? But to him, that in his that's mind, that f- might be a statement of some sort. And at some point, that's not necessarily art. That's just you <laughs> feeling like you can do whatever <laughs> the fuck what you want you, and it's call a, it's it It's a art. statement. That's all it is. That's, it's you saying something. That doesn't leave an impression. That just tells me more about, what, like, I, I don't even know. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't give a fuck if you call it a statement. I didn't get shit from it. Like... Yo, and if I fuck this model, and she just bleached her asshole, and I get bleach on my t-shirt, I'ma look like an asshole, and you want to tell me you're the greatest artist that's ever walked here? <laughs> Michelangelo. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm Leonardo da Vinci in the bitch. All right, All right. <laughs> bleach on my t-shirt, I'ma feel like an I'ma asshole. feel like. <laughs> that's funny though. It was funny. It was funny. I'll give that to him. He's had some wild ass lines. Oh dude. yeah. I love your titties because they make me feel like I can focus on two things at once. That was cold, and I'm not going to lie. I fucked with that. Yeah, that was, that was a lie. I immediately texted that to I, I remember, you. Yeah. And your and your girlfriend at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. That's right. That's what I thought you were going to say. I'm, I'm so honored. <laughs> <laughs> I did send that to you, though. I sent you, you the did screenshot. You did send it to me. I sent you the screenshot of what I sent to her to yeah. you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> DHL's a really good song. DHL. <laughs> That's how this conversation started. The real goat. I mean, Frank Ocean, just I, a- anything I, he does at this point is going to be good. Like, people ask me who my favorite pure artist is. And when I get confronted with that question, I'm always like, damn, I've never thought about it. But I'm always like... Compelled to say Frank Ocean. I usually do. And... Yeah, when I think of, like, there are some icons that music has had. Right. And I think history will look back on Frank Ocean as one of these icons. Yeah. You know, the way that history looks back on, like, David Bowie. Mm -hmm. And, like, creative minds like that, like Freddie Mercury. And these people who shaped music into something new, Uh in a way. 
and just were so innovative and original about it right. that they were undeniable talents. Right. And I feel like Frank Ocean is that kind yeah. of talent. Frank tweeted, or not Frank, Tyler, tw- <laughs> Frank doesn't tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Frank ever tweets. Like, he just writes long-ass fro- letters. frozen over. He just writes long-ass letters on Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> Every once a blue moon. Um, Every once a literally, blue moon. Literally. Tis many moons. I think, he's, I think I know of like three that he's done. I don't know. I'm not actually on Tumblr. Maybe I'm not I either. Be. I, almost, I, I tried Tumblr once. <laughs> I was, was like it? 12. And I was like, you know what? Let's see. I logged on. I was like, nope. <laughs> it's like the same for me. <laughs> Wait, what? Like, what was it? I mean, it was it was just like a lot of really over dramatic shit, like very melodramatic shit. Yeah. That like, I'm, yeah, like you're going through it, and I want to support you. I want to support you. But I'll do it other than Tumblr. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it elsewhere. Yeah. Because Tumblr isn't doing it for me, okay? That's I don't want to just hop on this app and see how sad everybody is. Yeah. Even though that's what Twitter is now. <laughs> but it's also... But there's also comic relief in Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's the comedy that's a result of how sad everyone is, which is dark-ass comedy, which is the... The, the, the best kind the best of comedy. comedy. Any, I'll get, we'll get to that more later when we're in the TV section, because Living With Yourself did that so well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, Frank Ocean's DHL yeah. <laughs> was was um, a work I, I, of art. I was saying something. He talked about so, ramen noodles, and I was like, exquisite. That, Chef's kiss. That was. Um, Even though I just talked shit on Kanye for talking about bleaching assholes. I'm going to go and say Frank Ocean's one of the greatest artists ever, even though he said something about how something looks like ramen noodles. <laughs> I think he said something that, that was definitely a, a line related to... Um, sexual actions yeah he also said something about pitching a tent which (laughs) uh spoiler coming means someone has an erection (laughs) so greatest artist of all time (laughs) (laughs) no okay i want to get to my point though tyler said tweeted something he was like enjoy like the artist that you like grow up with and like have now yes and i was like yo that's honestly just like a great musical philosophy to have because it's like you only get to experience these artists you only get to exp- this th- is this is what music is this right is now. who you get to grow with like yeah. that's just who becomes the soundtrack to your life and it's like you can appreciate people in the past but you never experience that like people who live through their essentially exactly. and that's gotta put it in a different frame of perspective and oh absolutely every, like we, I'm going to appreciate Frank so much more than my kids, probably. They're probably going to be like, what the fuck? Like, I don't even like Frank Ocean. Stop playing this bullshit. Oh, my kids will like Frank Ocean. Yeah. Okay. There's no way my kids aren't going to be wavy as fuck. <laughs> Frankly. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. You got to teach them right. Teach them you right. do. And they'll be listening to Frank Ocean in the stummy. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, for you sure. You know, you put we're the bla- headphones on. We're blasting on that, that motherfucker. We're blasting nights. Okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Round a city, round a block. <laughs> He's just gonna be in there vibing, okay? Yeah. Just straight vibing. And every, every time, every time the uh, transition comes, you're just gonna, you're just gonna like. He's just, yeah. And he's going to go into a little catatonic state for a second. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's going to be like, psych. <laughs> like, like, I'm rolling right now. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Bro. Every time I talk about it, just I makes you want to listen. It does. It does. And we will listen eventually. Yeah. Um, but DHL, again, exquisite track. Now let's talk about Sir. He had an album released, what, was that about a month ago? Yeah, probably a month, a month and a half. We never got to, got around to talking about it, but it is another exquisite work of music. Exquisite. I mean, it is really. I good. actually didn't like Sir for like until this out. Like, I I I I didn't like necessarily go out of my way to listen to him. Yeah. If he was on, it would be like okay. But yeah, like, it, that, this, but that was my problem with him. I was like, I listened to him, and I'm like, I mean, I don't dislike he felt your like music. An, he it felt just, like an odd man out at TDE. Right, that, and he felt like your most formulaic R&B artist that you, like, I don't know. It just seemed like That's true. R&B I heard before. Yeah. This was better. Much, considerably. Much better. much better. I mean, what's your favorite track, you think? Uh, you know, La Lisa was fire, and... With Smino. Smino. Anytime Smino, Smino on a track. Yeah. But, like, I'm a Zachary guy, like... That mood joint was... 
ain't in the mood if I ain't in my bag. I ain't in the mood if I ain't in my bag. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh my god, like ooh. Like Zachariah's voice like the first time I actually listened to like like I guess you know everyone heard him on love or whatever, but his project I remember exactly where I was when I listened to his solo project. Damn. And I was lying down on the floor of a of a debate prep room at Nationals in Utah after I just walked out of a round halfway through. <laughs> after my partner cussed out the judge. Fuck yeah. And I was Get just it, like Steve. I was just like, now sounds like a good time to try this album out. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you know what? Let's listen. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, whoa. <laughs> like, oh, this dude, Zachariah, like, like, this guy's good. Yo, yeah. That's what I was like, oh my God. Like, because, like, it comes on with, uh, uh, what, damn, what's the name? I can't remember the name of the first song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking love his project. It's amazing. I couldn't have higher praise for anything ever. Uh, what's the first song called again? What's that? What's that? It, it's, uh,. Uh, something about a wolf. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit! Stop making fun of me. <laughs> shit, heard it. <laughs> shit, heard it. You can do anything. It's a long ass title. It okay? is a long ass title. I mean, four words. Ugh. Yeah, I know, man. That's pushing it. But uh, you have but young and you can do anything. Later. Came on right, and then Midas Touch came on right after that, and then ten out of ten, I was just like, bruh, like. Yo, like, did anybody else listen to this? Like, yo, did y'all, like, bro, like, because this was, like, this was the type of shit that happened, like, the first time I listened to Black. Oh, dude. Like. First time I listened to Free Black, I was like, this oh, guy is a whole different yeah. level of oh artist. Oh, my God. I was like. I was like, I've never heard anything this soothing and beautiful in my life. Yeah. Dude, when, uh, I, every time I go back and listen to Getting Old. <sighs> Oh shit! Show me you I love you, cause going out is getting old. And like, that, that that like that like soft keyboard the, in the, the background. The like, goosebumps oh, just come up. You're like, oh, oh. I oh. mean, it's just wait, wait. It's so good. Speak some more of that real shit. I mean, he had like that. He had rules. That rules. Working but, on my rules. And like you know, you, you had to be astounded by the by the drop in problems the first time you heard it. Oh, it just came me like. And it was just like reverberating. It's it, it, like it was so yeah, smooth. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly what the song sounds like. You don't even have to listen to it anymore. That's it. <laughs> that sounded like uh, the Stranger Things kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Damn! Uh, oh fuck! It's it. like the, it's the like Dustin. Dustin, that's his name. <sighs> yeah, that yeah, that's fine. Anyways, sir, <laughs> sir had a really good album. What was your favorite song? The recipe, easily. Yeah. Yo, he had this Spodiote Dope Delicious. Ooh. He had the horns on that joint. He had, he sampled those, and it's in the background or in the chorus, and it's just, it's otherworldly beautiful. Otherworldly. Like, he's like, she says she want to love me and shit, but that ain't in the recipe. <laughs> like, like, yo, that just ain't how this shit go, you that know? That ain't how I cook you, dude. And I was like, I, and that song's like, it's just so smooth yeah. and so good. Every time I listen to it, I love it. Even this more shit, than like, he really took, like, listen. the basic R&B things that you hear in all R&B and was just like... We gotta make this my shit, though. I'd be willing to bet Kendrick helped him more with this album than he than any other album. TDE works on. together for sure, so I wouldn't doubt that. Like even like you could hear Kendrick on like Zachary's debut uh, EP. Like mm -hmm. he was like on the the very first song. Like you can hear him in there. Like I was like, yeah, this dude Kendrick. And what I love is that like even back on the Black Panther album. He was on songs and he was listed as on mm -hmm. songs, but there were like he was on every song oh, on yeah. that joint. Every like, song he did every yeah. he did stuff for every right. song. Right. I think when it's all said and done, TDE versus Dreamville is going to be very very compelling. And as we'll a, have to return to that eventually, but we've talked about that yeah, yeah, a we lot have. on here. Yeah, we have. But I'm just saying, like, just considering like Everything. how each of them puts out projects and like you listen to them, you're just like, like. These are new artists. 
Really, like they are. They haven't put out much music. This is good music. That Especially we're Dreamville. They're they're the yeah. much newer artists. I mean, right. T- let's let's move on. I can't. Yeah, yeah. We can't jump into this discussion <laughs> again. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think that'd be a good spot to wrap up the Sir conversation too. Yeah, it was it was a really good album. You should definitely go listen to it. It's perfect Lies to go on a drive to. That's what I do every time I'm listening to it. Oh yeah. I mean. It's it's drive time out. It's album. a great album. Drive Go on a walk, album. listen to that shit. It's perfect. Drive time. Let's move on to movies. I want to talk this Scorsese shit with you. You know the Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. So Martin Scorsese's like this hurts cinema. It's not cinema. I don't under. It's it's amusement. It's just an amusement. Park. It's amusement park. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Do you tend to agree? Do you tend to disagree? His comments are compelling. His comments are very compelling. In the sense that I feel like he's not wrong. Here's the thing. It's also something I've thought of before. Right. In a way. Right. Because... It, that's what it feels like. It feels like an amusement park. And that's the thing. Like, when when Martin Scorsese is talking about true cinema, he's talking about the character really pushing the story forward not yeah. necessarily this hero villain right they're gonna meet he's, they're gonna fight he, one's gonna fall he's talking about like film having integrity he wants film to be to have integrity he wants it to be something that is um just like just like we do with like any other discipline in in school right like it, it, you get to the top of your field you're expected to do shit at the top of your top field. of your field yeah um and like, um, like, Marvel movies don't necessarily try to do that, but they're entertaining, which in a way makes them the top of their field, I guess. And that's the thing. That's where it gets. That's where it gets hazy. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, it's like, I agree in the sense that these stories are not as compelling in nature. He says it's not cinema, which is. That's interesting to me because, like, how can it not be cinema? Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it's it. Ultimately, we're talking about two different genres of something. Yeah, like I'm, and what he's saying that is like the spirit of what cinema is. Yeah. Like it's it, that's not where it is. It's yeah. it's a, it's an amusement park, like he said, uh-huh. and it's it's a tough one for me because yeah. immediately when I heard his comments, I was like, "Fuck you, Martin! <laughs> I loved you." I yeah. loved you. Now, now I don't know. No, I don't know no, if no. I can. And then, like two seconds later, I was like, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> what?" I was like, well, "Yeah, what?" Uh-huh. I think I've thought about this. Uh-huh. And like my, I think my opinion is, you know, that there is a distinction to be made between what Marvel does with their movies and what we saw from something like Joker. Yes. Uh, because they these are goal movies with fundamentally different aims. One is expressly a character study; the other is a conglomeration of our fair our favorite characters. Exactly, and that's driven, why we, that's yeah. truly why we love. Right, it. right. But and it's driven by a conflict, a villain, uh, the story itself. Yes. Like there, the story itself in Joker wasn't necessarily the central thing. It, it was seeing it Arthur was seeing Fleck become Arthur Joker. Fleck play out that story. Yeah, it wasn't right. the. The story playing Arthur. Fleck, yeah, right. Um, which you know, it, it it would probably take more of a film critic's opinion to decipher this. But I, I mean, it, I guess that's not like I mean, depending on what you consider true film, true cinema, or the best version of it, one of those is and one of those isn't. It. I was thinking about this earlier today because I was watching Star Wars: The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. which, by the way, fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah. I mean, I went back and watched, and it, it is now probably a top three Star Wars movie for me, easily. Shit's fire. And I was thinking about it, and I, I was like, I'd even consider this more cinema than Marvel. Because the storylines in those are a lot more complicated right. and intricate mm-hmm. and meaningful, mm-hmm. really. I mean, I know, I know the Marvel storylines are meaningful because we already care about those characters. Right, yeah. Like, we care about Tony Stark, so when we see him fall in love with... Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, we're like, oh yeah, yeah, love it. 
It's the best. It's awesome. When we get to see Captain Marvel go back, uh, Captain Marvel, Captain America uh-huh. go back and live out his life, we're like, oh, I'm happy for him. But it's right. because we're happy for the character that and it, is. It, it, it's ha- it, we're happy for, like, this dude had to fucking face Thanos, like, twice. Yeah. And he lost and, like, lived in a, in a, in a, the, like, lived for five years having lost half of the world. Like, that dude was, like, they, it, Captain America was messed up. Like, yeah, he was. I mean, he was doing, he was, you know, he was Captain America, so he was still on his shit, like, you know, leading the, well, of course. the sessions and everything. But. And I, I would argue <clears throat> that there are certain solo films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that should be more looked at as... Yeah. As cinema. Because yeah. I, can, I can get behind that take with Infinity War and Endgame. That is driven by the green screen. Like, right. the reason those movies are so amazing is almost not entirely in part but largely in part because of how beautiful and realistic they are yeah like you lose that nobody's gonna want to fucking see the movie Uh doesn't matter how good the story is yeah so like it is certainly an amusement park in that way in a way like i feel like scorsese is coming from this viewpoint where they're not working with that like cinema and I, I think his use of the term cinema is significant because, like, nobody really calls it cinema. Like, we call it movies, films. Like, yeah. Um, and honestly, I feel like there's a difference between, like, when we refer to a film and a movie, too. I don't know. Um, uh, there, there is certainly a different connotation. Yeah. I would never say a Marvel film. It's yeah, exactly. a Marvel movie. Exactly. But a, uh, a, a, a cinema is, is, like, we don't call it the cinema anymore we call it a movie theater so naturally cinema to me denotes something that's kind of older more uh classic yeah classic um but classically when we look at movies they had to be written or had to be driven by the writing by the characters by these things that that you know the story writers came up with it couldn't be written like or like it couldn't be focused on like you know all the green screen shit, all the CG that yeah. they're gonna do, all the superhero crazy because that's shit just, that that's they're gonna only do just and recently make come look in. real. Yeah, that's only just recently come in. So I mean, I guess we'd have to talk about the evolution of of film and movies to talk about. Yeah, because what? Which one is better? And there is an argument to be made for both sides, because I would certainly argue that the films now are more movies and films now are more enjoyable. Yeah. But maybe they're not necessarily as good. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because critically, there are some old-ass movies that I do not enjoy watching. Yeah. But they are astoundingly good movies. Yeah. Like, uh, Rebel Without a Cause is like an undisputed classic uh-huh. movie. I don't really like watching that movie. I think it's a good movie. I understand yeah. it, and I think it had a yeah. good plot and stuff, but it's just not for me. Yeah. So, like... Now I see something that is more enjoyable to watch just because it's more fun. Yeah. And I, I like that movie more. But but you know what you've described? It's favoritism. It's not... No, no, no. You've described preference for amusement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, you know, I feel like Scorsese did a good job with his word choice. Yeah, he d- he certainly did. Which is kind of why I guess I think he's not wrong. Oh yeah, and like I, I tend to agree with him, mm-hmm. like entirely. I I do agree completely. It doesn't. I don't think it makes it any worse. Yeah. If you get what I'm saying, but it it seems like he's just described he's, the reality for movie fans now, and whether or not they wanted to accept it. And that's the thing. He's not necessarily bashing Marvel movies. Right. He's just saying it's not... And that's exactly what he said. He said, I'm, I've am i never watched a Marvel movie. I never will. Like, I mean, I'm not saying anything about the quality of these movies. Yeah, I've exactly. I've never seen them. It's they, just, they don't interest me. Like Exactly. It's just... It's it's yeah. not the sort of thing that Martin Scorsese would be into. Yeah, right. So it's like, all right. Would we call music that was radically different from the music that we listen to. If it's like... Oh, it depends. Oh, I... So, like, you know, just, like, some weird experimental shit that people listen to, like, they, that they consider music? Like, 
I feel like it's it's easy. It would a, a criticism that people would say would be like, it sounds. It doesn't. Even but sound yeah, like but music. when you put it in terms of music, I think it's more unfair. That's fair. Because, like, no matter what. Okay. In music, no people, matter what, there's an audience for what you're making. People, people calling Kanye's projects uh, EPs or albums. What, what, that was a, that was a debate, right? Like the uh, the seven songs. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, like, does the, is is that considered what? Like, what's your? I don't know. You're just considering it now? Yeah. Like, are they EPs or albums? No, I don't know why. That, like, it kind of, like... It, Reminded you of that? It was related to this somehow, but I forgot how... It <laughs> how you were going to tie it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I tend to agree. Yeah. I do. I, it's, it's just the way things are. Like, it's not, it's not be. talking shit. It's not that... And that's the problem is, like, this... The statement he makes gets taken, it gets twisted into, like, he doesn't like Marvel movies. Gets headlined. These aren't, he's saying Marvel movies aren't good. Yeah. He's just saying they're, aren't, they're not true cinema. And that's yeah. okay. He can think that. Right. Like, okay, I get it. But, yeah. But, yeah. And other superhero shit, Wonder Woman's uh, main villain was announced, and uh, it's Maxwell Lord. Which I, mean, I am intrigued by because that is easily the least did, compelling villain. Did you ever in the see the second? The, the second Wonder Woman came out, right? No, it's about to. Oh, nineteen eighty-four. Yeah. Okay. Okay. With uh, Pedro Pascal, who's probably going to play him, who played uh, the Viper on Game of Thrones. Yeah. He got his head crushed. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. He. Good actor. I really like him. Yeah. Yeah, he was cool. Um. So, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, they'll probably make this villain more compelling because Maxwell Lord's just a scientist who is really good with technology because he, he, he runs Lord Technologies. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I'm interested. I was already kind of thrown off by the 1984 concept. I like it, though. It seems like they're really nailing it from everything I've seen, every mm. promotion I've seen. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're going to do it well, mm. which I'm, I, I look forward to. Yeah. DC might just need to stick to these one-offs. Like, someone was like, what if they just did j- mov- like movies like Joker? Like, if Marvel's I, I, doing these amusement-type films, why don't they do why the cinema-type films? Because that's truly what they'd be better at. Exactly. That's why people had a problem with what they were trying to do is because that's... DC wasn't good at doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. They're, they're good at... Those characters are better for critically analyzing them. Right. And, like, the Dark Knight trilogy is a perfect example of because this. Because the Dark Knight, that is cinema like yeah, that right. is a good movie that had christian bale christopher nolan like like we care about like the people who made this movie like they switch directors through the marvel movies all the time i'm pretty sure don't they yes they do um we just say like oh kevin feige like because he's like over he has all a mind of over shit. all of them yeah um that's the only guy we care about we don't care about who's directing these films the joke in for the joker joaquin phoenix and um What's the, Todd what's, Phillips. Todd Phillips are easily the most notable characters. Honestly, I mean Zazie Beetz and um, what's goddamn what's Robert name? De Niro. Uh, oh, yeah, Robert. I didn't even forget about him, but I was thinking the guy from Atlanta. Um, oh, Brian Tyree uh, Henry. Yeah, Brian Tyree Henry. Um, oh, it is interesting that they got two characters from Atlanta in that movie. Someone mentioned, uh, it might have been you, that like whenever they like the Atlanta characters like appear in other places it's usually more than one yeah yeah that is true because like lakeith stanfield will pop up and often with lakeith stanfield is brian tyree yeah exactly so i i mean i'm cool with it i like it a lot i like i like all those guys it'd be awesome what's that they reference that in atlanta oh yeah like there's like yeah that movie role that you had or something like Mm -hmm. yeah that'd be kind of terrible yeah been like Remember that dude that stole some files from me when you were working at the red star or like whatever? Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> Remember when you fought those horse people? <laughs> 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 yeah, that shit was wild, bro. Yeah. Damn, we come a long way. But yeah, if you don't watch Atlanta, you got none of that. Um, <laughs> and if you haven't seen Sorry to Bother You, you didn't get any of that. There was a lot of references. If you haven't there. seen Joker, yeah, it's even worse. <laughs> so. uh... <laughs> 
But yeah, I think that overall, the DC characters certainly would be better for the one-off. Yeah. Because Batman, I feel like, I don't know though, because like if you took the DC characters and did what they did in Marvel, I'd be perfectly fine with it. But they've done that, and have you... No, but I mean, if they did it as well as Marvel, they, I'd be but into like, it. But like, obviously, like if anybody does anything as well as Marvel, that's we'd be true. into it because Marvel does things really well. But yeah, but then like, I'm also here. Like, who's to say Marvel also couldn't do these? My good thing though films. is like, like they have to do something different because Marvel building this universe was something that was novel in 20, yeah. 2008 when they started. Yeah, for like, sure. No, there's nothing nearly as expansive as what they kind of envisioned and what they executed and what, what they they're continuing to execute. Yeah. Um, and DC was kind of like, oh shit, like we got the characters and we got the comic books, might as well do it. And then they didn't realize that you know, it took like the first the like I think Marvel did a really good job of just like incremental like incrementalizing what they were doing and being like. Phase one, phase two, phase yes. three, phase four. And, like, we get to Thanos after, your, uh, what, like, phase four? Something like or, that. Five, uh, I think. Five. Damn. That five phases before, like, the big, big, big thing that they built yeah. to since the first Avengers. Like, that is meticulous, detailed planning. I feel like DC was like, hey, Justice League, let's throw them all together. Well, let's see what happens. Like, they this will s- sell tickets. They started with the characters four years before they put out the first Avengers movie. Yeah. Like, we, we got an Iron because Man movie. We got a Hulk movie. Had we got a that, Thor movie. Like, we got a Captain America movie. Right. All before we got an Avengers movie. There had to be the character development. Like, even if, like, you're going to do it in this amusement form where it's action-packed, like, family, fun, heavy adventure, like, type shit, mm-hmm. they still did the character development just in, like, more abstract terms. and oh, And sure. not in, in the discrete terms that, that the Joker did it in. Oh, yeah, for sure. Which is kind of kind of genius. I mean, there's there's novelty in it either way you look at it. You know, like yeah. both of them are good. There's good in different ways, mm-hmm. and that's that's my main takeaway from all of it. Shall we move on? I believe we shall. So to continue with the superheroes briefly, let's talk about Flash, the latest episode. It's pretty solid. Pretty solid. I enjoyed yeah. it. I, I I mean it's weird horror tones. They lie. yeah, they they seem like they're going for something that's a little bit more scary. Yeah. I actually really enjoy the Flash's costume this season. Hated it last Yo. season. That shit is dope this season. This season's costume. I'm like this feels <laughs> suit. Funny. I feel like I have to call Flash's it's a suit. It's a suit. Yeah. Cuz Flash isn't wearing the costume. That's fair. Yeah, this suit's dope. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, last season was just... It, the lack of a chin yeah, on I, it... Yeah, I didn't even notice that until you pointed that out to me. You're like, the chin. I that's like, really what ruins oh, it. Oh, shit, that is what it is. Because, well, first of all, it's... Grant Gustin just doesn't have a defined jawline enough for that to work. Yeah, he does. Because he's obviously a skinny dude. Yeah. But, like, his neck is just... It, it's pretty flat. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it goes from his chin, it's like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the neck? Where's the neck? And that's just why it didn't work. But yeah. I like the one this season. It's dope. Yeah, it's, dope. it's also a prettier red, I think. It is. It is. They finally it's nailed it. It's a little the brighter. Red. They really, like... This when feels they... like Flash Flash. Exactly. You know? And, like, th- th- they had the moment uh, in this episode when he was, like, start when he had trained. They only did it for a couple seconds when he was, like, training with uh, Killer Frost. And, like, yeah. yeah, like, get mad and shit. And I was just like, this is, like, Barry... This is Barry six seasons in. Like, he's, well, he's a vet. awesome is that... Anytime Barry does that, it, it, it feels like he's channeling all, all of right. it. Uh-huh. So it automatically makes it all the better for me. Right. Anytime he becomes a leader, uh-huh. and like he trained, uh, every time he's trained somebody, mm-hmm. he's literally done the exact same thing he did that, that he's literally done the exact same thing Oliver did to him. Mm-hmm. So I love the way that he is just, like, he's obviously taken aback by Oliver's leadership uh-huh. skills and like he obviously has a great admiration right. for him in order for that to be the way he operates. Yeah, exactly. And I just think that's cool. Yeah, like the that's way dope. they've intersected two shows in a meaningful way. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that doesn't happen a lot. Oh no, no. Like two entirely different narratives, plot lines, un- like not even not universes, but like cities, I guess, like 
and you're just kind of like, yeah, but these are really like this is the DC this is intertwined shit. This is so much different that like the way that they go about it is much different than I feel like the way that Marvel goes about their universe, but it's executed just as well in a different way, like on a TV scale. Yeah, and because like the only other thing I can think about that intertwines TV shows like this is like when Disney would do it when we were little. Like when they had like that so sweet life of Hannah Montana or something but like that. Those were never actually really good. They didn't push the story you, forward. You could tell it was because just there them wasn't being like, like a continuous real story. They, there. they really just wanted the kids. watchers. <laughs> they they wanted the viewers from each of the shows to combine for one event and be like, "Hey, we got a ton of viewers. Yeah, great job, great job, guys!" Like, oh, I enjoyed the shit so out they of just, those when I was kid. When I was well, a kid. of course you did because they were amusement parks. They were fun, amusing. Yeah, screw those. Fuck Marvel. <laughs> Goddamn idiots. <laughs> Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Shame on thee. But, uh, yeah, Flash is doing really good this season, yeah. I think. And I'm really excited for what's to come. And they're uh, doing a good job of not putting too much pressure on the Crisis storyline. Yeah. Because they're still giving us a fair amount that's otherwise. Yeah, they are. And I, I, I appreciate I that. I was talking to someone. Or I wasn't talking to someone. I was watching a YouTube video of someone talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they talked about I don't know sometimes I respond <laughs> hey everybody hi <laughs> I, I, I laughed and I kind of feel bad because I, I, I know a kid who like watches videos and he does talk. interacts yeah <laughs> he does talk back to him I feel bad now he he, he, he has autism Great guy. That doesn't make me feel any better about yeah. it <laughs> that doesn't make me feel any yeah. better about making fun of people who do that <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, it felt like, uh, or I was watching someone talk about it, and they were saying that they were speaking as if Bloodwork's story would come to an end before Crisis. And I always thought that that would be the focus after Crisis. I can't. If Bloodwork's not the main villain, they're going to have to introduce something very soon that will loom as a larger problem. So that we know that's a larger problem down the line. Yeah. And I'm assuming if they can do that, but then why even fuck with the Bloodwork storyline? Like, that's going to have to come to some sort of... That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure. I don't know. Because I'm still I'm still a little edgy about whether or not this villain is it. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan yet either. It feels weird. Like, seeing... Did you watch Heroes? I did not. So have you seen this actor before though? Yes, he. I yeah. have seen him in something. I can't yeah. remember what though. I like just the roles that I normally see him play. I'm just kind of like, God, this feels weird. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. He's a, not normally a, a villain. Like. Oh yeah, he's yeah. usually a pretty likable dude. Or he's something. usually a morally conflicted dude, and he just seems like a morally conflicted character. Like he just that just seems like the type of characters he play. Like someone who's got some good in him, but also got some bad. And this one is, I feel like. Once had good in him, but now it's just kind of like... He's just kind of like, I'm devoted to figuring this shit out, and I don't care what it do- what happens. Yeah, and I'm just kind of like, fuck you, guy. Like, like you, you suck. You obviously don't see You the, have no regard for human life. Yeah, yeah, like, literally. But yeah, Flash is doing pretty solid. Yeah, I like it so far. Um, uh, another TV show that just came out this last week was uh, Living With Yourself with Paul Rudd. Is this on HBO? It's a Netflix original. Oh, shit. Oh, I'll watch it. I didn't, I didn't realize it was on Netflix. Yeah, it uh, it was good. I, I mean, I did not expect it to be as good as it was. I expected it to be a little bit more crowd-pleaser type thing. Yeah. It was not. Because, you know, Paul Rudd's a fan favorite. Yeah. People love Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's dope. So I was expecting something that was a little bit more yeah. corny. Mm-hmm. And... It was good. He's also a movie actor, so I was like, if he's if he's going, yeah, he to TV, do TV. If he's going to TV, like he's gonna be, hopefully be doing something good. And it was, dude. I mean, it was. It reminded me a lot of the Good Place because a lot of it, there is a lot of philosophical discussion to be had about it. Yeah. Because it it's literally about. He went to a spa, that he was told would make him feel better than he ever has. Right. Yeah. He goes to the spa and he wakes up and he's a brand new man he's feeling great he's happy about everything he's uppity but simultaneously real him is waking up in a grave and he's still the same old shitty dude they made a clone of him in this place so then 
the problem is they usually kill the past selves and clones keep living. <laughs> so this guy lives, and now they literally have to figure out how to live together. Like, live in a way that fulfills both of them because yeah. they are real people. I need to watch this show. This, this it's so good. And I mean, interesting. ultimately it's about accepting yourself mm-hmm. and loving yourself. Right. But like, and how difficult that can be uh-huh. sometimes. And it's just brilliantly done. Yeah. I loved Paul Rudd in it. I love Paul Rudd, so right. I was obviously going to watch this. I watched it all in like a day, I think. It's eight episodes, 20-minute episodes. Oh, shit. Okay. So it's it's a quick watch, or oh. like anywhere from 20 to 30. Yeah. But they are really, really good. Okay. Yeah, I'll check that out probably. But yeah, Living With Yourself, definitely, definitely highly recommended. And then briefly, I also wanted to touch on Portlandia, because... Portlandia is one of the funniest shows I've ever fucking watched in my life. <laughs> it's a sketch comedy. Yeah. So it's not like... There is a continuous storyline, uh-huh. kind of. It's not very important. There's not a lot of stakes, obviously. It's there a sketch go. comedy. Yeah. So, so uh, sense. It's basically just characters... Like blackish, kind of? Uh, not necessarily. Okay. Because uh, this is like they have... Uh, Fred Armisen and Carrie Brownstein, and uh-huh. they play a duo of characters in like four different storylines, and then they also introduce new skits that are just oh, random. Okay, okay. So yeah, like they have one where they're both women, oh, and it's like a it's like, like a, a woman and woman comedy. first store, and then they have a, they have one where Fred Armisen is the woman in a relationship, and Carrie Brownstein is the man. And that's one of my favorite continuous storylines. Oh, my God. And they just keep calling back. Like, they have one where... You remember in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Daisy's dad? Yeah. He's in this, and he plays the mayor of Portland. Oh, my God. And he is fucking hilarious. The mayor. They have so many great guests. Like, they have Jeff Goldblum on. They have uh, a... Do they just make fun of, like, the Portland stereotype, basically? Um, Kind of, but they also, like... They're also kind of like, this is actually what it's like. Like, this is cool. Like, we actually appreciate this greatly. Yeah. Just know that when we make fun of you. <laughs> because they'll they'll make fun of anything, too. Like it, yeah. It's not necessarily a, uh, like, no-holds-barred comedy. Mm-hmm. It's extremely stupid. <laughs> it is 100% uh-huh. stupid, stupid, stupid comedy, but it's also smart. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to have a certain understanding of it to, there like, you go. appreciate it. Yeah. But when you do, it's also... So simple, simplified and stupid at the uh-huh. same time. I don't even really know how to s- explain it. Yeah, but weird. it is one of the funniest shows I've ever watched. <laughs> Have you uh, been to Portland before? I'm not. I really want to. Portland has a vibe. Oh, I've. I can pick that up. Like, it's just being there. Like you're just like it's really like they say it is. The spirit of the '90s is alive in Portland. And see, it it seems that's the first skit in, uh, of the entire show. Really, <laughs> the, they they sing a music video. The spirit uh-huh. of the '90s is alive in Portland. <laughs> yeah. The spirit of the '90s is alive in Portland. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but it seemed like, um, I don't know. It's just like, like a different planet. It's its own little world. It is. A lot of hipsters, like, a lot of just people being people. people. There are certain cities that have that appeal. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, Portland has it for what it is. Uh, Oakland has it for what it is to people from Oakland. Yeah. And, uh, like, New Orleans has that. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of cities that just, like, they feel like their own little universe because they've become that. Like, that's what they are now. This is just the culture of that city. Uh And I think that's really cool. Yeah, it is cool. I don't know if I'd ever move to Portland, though. Apparently, they're not very kind to people of mine. Moving in? Uh, people, black people? Yeah. I literally, like... I, that like, doesn't surprise me. It's, it's like, it's just whites. We were there for, like, four days, and my coach, like, two and a half days in, was like, yo, like, I'm being serious right now. How many black people have you seen since we've been here? And I was like, bruh. Like, it's like a get-out situation. I was like, damn, Kyle exposing the truth, huh? I mean, <laughs> it, there's no doubt that's probably it's probably there. Yeah, because no. it's it is, it's white. It's it very, is it's white, very white, white, too. Very, very hipster. 
Well, yeah, and it's uh, it's the same thing that's ha- it's the same thing that's happening in like San Francisco and Austin, yeah. Texas. People are moving in because that's the right. That's what they want to do because those cities have created an appeal that for some reason people are attracted to. Yeah. So all these people move in, real estate prices go up, and everyone's in the shitter. <laughs> everyone's in the shitter. So yeah, that's why Portlandia is really good yeah. at capturing Portland as a city. Yeah, we we should care about Portlandia. We should care about Portlandia. It uh, it ended after eight seasons. That's a good run. It was a really good run, and it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> so uh, yeah, definitely check out Portlandia. Uh, to uh, top off the show, let's discuss uh, Nark Fuckerberg. Excuse me, <clears throat> Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> there you go. So uh, oh you God. you know what you lead this you lead this shit right here. Yeah, I mean Mark Zuckerberg. If you don't know now, you know Mark Zuckerberg is the president or the CEO or the whatever the fuck he is wanting himself to be called now of Facebook. Uh, Facebook is the probably the largest, no, the largest social media conglomerate to ever exist and at the this most point. evil. Um, and probably as far the most as we evil. know, um, there have been multiple cases of um, in, in, like information hacks happening. Uh, uh, on data on uh, Facebook servers compromising. If you Millions. haven't watched the great hack on Netflix, you should. Yeah. Uh, you will never want to pick up your phone again. Compromising millions of people, multiple times, all of their personal information. Um, shit's very fucked up. But also, there's been a problem with usage on Facebook itself. Um, in terms of political campaigning, especially considering gain. our um current political situation um because facebook is refusing to fact check these um advertisements yeah political advertisements which functionally means that misinformation and the whole fake news thing that happened during 2016 cycle and still somehow he's hammering away he's essentially just being like yeah i mean i guess it's okay um yeah which is, you know, kind of the problem because millions and millions of people use Facebook. Um, I love the way congresswomen are just shitting on him. Right. And it's funny that this is happening at the same time that um, the antitrust law, the antitrust legislation is happening. And, like, because mm-hmm. I think the federal government just officially, um, maybe a month or two ago, like, officially sued the tech giants, um, which would be Facebook, Microsoft, Apple, Apple, um, and... Um, I'm missing one. Google. Um, the, they, they just sued the tech giants for their um, basically breaking antitrust laws, which effectively means that they built so large a monopoly that no competitor has any viable chance of competing with them, uh, which is, according to United States capitalistic economy, illegal. At what point do we just get a class action lawsuit for everyone who's ever been on the Internet? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yo, this Zhang thing is making me, is fucking me up. I just totally was like, Zhang totally created the internet to control us all. And then I was like, wait. What if, like, what if there is a top 1% of the 1% right? on the strings that created the internet so that we were all connected and they control right. our campaigns and it they control fucking, our government? It fucking worked. It did work in Mr. Robot. It fucking worked. But anyways. This is the time where we will plug Mr. Robot. We usually do a podcast weekly of the uh, episodes where uh, Mr. Robot comes on. We talk about it and we get off. All right. Continue. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. Narc Zuckerberg. Currently going through Senate hearings um, where they are questioning him on said topics. Um, he always looks like a small mole rat that you fed nothing but cocaine and Skittles to. <laughs> You've been saving that one, huh? I have. I've had that in the chamber. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he's not Fuck looking you. great up there. Like, honestly, every question they ask, he's just like, ah. It got to the point where, um, damn, I can't remember her name. Congresswoman from Ohio, though. Um, she's questioning him, and she, you know, like, these, these, these congressmen and women, like, they, they're on a timer when they're asking their questions. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's 
you know, like if you've done debate, you understand this. Like I got questions I need to ask. I'm not trying to get your bullshit answers. Give me yes or fucking no so we can move on. Uh, like it's it's. And a, she was she was firing at yes. him, and he was like, uh, "Well, you and see." It, it and got, then she goes, "Well, then tell me this." And yeah. he's like, "I can't." Ap- no, tell <laughs> me this. Exactly. It got to the point where she could tell when he starts just like stumbling through the first part of his sentences that he's going to say no, uh, and she just moves on to the next one. She's just like, "All right, mark that one off." And I was just like, "Yo, this is like the most like." Big dick move ever. Big dick energy. Like, she just, like, fucked this dude. Like, it's <laughs> over just, for she him. She just fucked this dude. <laughs> like, like, Zuckerberg is done. Like, the... He looks like a small child being scolded by his mother. You, he reminds me of Drake from that video where LeBron James said, Hey, what'd I tell you? And he was like, uh, you, you told me that uh, I should... Uh, uh, he reminds me of that. <laughs> that was a terror. Drake in any commercials. Mark Zuckerberg bad. is a child. Yeah, no, he seems like it. He seemed like a, a, an innocent child who was trying to act as if he knew nothing. But the fact of the matter was, you are the CEO of the largest social media conglomerate to ever exist. You should know shit. Especially the shits that's happening with your company. Because, like, uh, could you tell me what uh, advertisement agency this is? A civil a rights firm, actually. Yeah, civil rights yeah. firm. That's what it was. And he was like, uh, I- And this is in the midst of them having just gone through civil rights lawsuits within the past year or so. So and he couldn't figure out the civil rights firm And she was like, spot. she was like, you mean to tell me that you don't know what civil rights firm you, you, you employ when you employ the largest, most historic civil rights firm to ever exist? And he was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, um, um, I, I guess. And then she goes, and then she goes, all I right, so, uh, Mr. Zuckerberg, I sent you a packet, um, before this hearing, uh, expecting you and your team to review. Uh, it had, and it included my bill, um, a uh, bill that I've been working on, actually, about, uh, having, like, diversity, uh, quotas throughout your organization. And she goes, did you read the packet? And he, um, and, um, and, um, no. Um, um, I didn't. So, hey, you know, hey, 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 tell me who this is. Um, um, no, I'm sorry. I, I didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't do the thing. Did, it's Mark Zuckerberg. I didn't Zuckerberg. do it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do the thing. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Today, and she goes, today you know, done. like, everyone's been it. talking about how you're a scholar and all this other, like, shit. And, like, she didn't say that, but, like. You, you, you know, you, you created Facebook in high school, or in in college, Harvard grad. Or you're you're all this shit. Like you're the, you're a genius. Um, you didn't to, read the packet, ma'am. Ma'am, to be honest, I didn't even come up with the idea. <laughs> <laughs> I stole it from two dudes. Can Honestly, you, can you scold I just them? I just kind of wanted a way to consolidate looking at all the girls that are on campus, and this was it. Now, now I'm controlling political campaigns. And like this is all in light of the fact that high-level meetings between Mark Zuckerberg and other unspecified high-level conservative officials had been found out. Fuck Whitey. To have happened. So you're telling me not only is Mark Zuckerberg an idiot, but he's also a conservative? Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to our conservative listenership. We did not mean to attack you in any way. (laughs) Ah... <laughs> <laughs> he said, ah. <laughs> well, well, wait a second. You really want to go and say that? <coughs> okay, yeah. You know, but I, yeah, I Narc Fuckerberg. He's a, he's a fuck and a narc. I just, y- you got it. Like, there's a certain level, a certain standard that you have to uphold as the CEO of a company by being the CEO of the company and actually understanding beyond the the like meta level organizational changes that need to happen beyond understanding like the grand scheme you need to know the specifics especially before you walk into a congressional hearing where you're going to be questioned about the specifics for a man who does some seemingly illegal activity he has some major I'll call the cops energy. Like, yo. Oh yeah. You can't be the way that you are and be the way that you are, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, like I expect him to be like Mike Mark Zuckerberg created Facebook. Like he's gotta be like Steve Jobs cool. Like he's gotta be like smooth as hell. Like I I all the time I know shit. Like all the time I know more than everyone else. Like every every room I walk in, I'm smarter than you. Like that's just how Steve Jobs was. Like I Steve feel Jobs like, made some poor business decisions with a you know 
child labor and shit. But and that yeah. that's that's really terrible, really really fucked up. I don't want to downplay that yeah, at all. That, that that's was, super that was, fucked that up. That was very fucked up. Dude, dude had a vision. Dude had a vision, and he was like, I mean, these are my products. Did you ever watch that Jobs movie with Ashton Kutcher? It was it was. I mean, that was it was pretty good. I fucked with it heavy. That was, I never watched the other one. They made another one they like a year one. later, and I was like, why? Yeah, exactly. Because Ashton Kutcher's one ends with that speech about uh, uh, round pegs and square holes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this yeah. is this is beautiful. Yeah. Like this, it, it, that is. Thi- I've been getting into this design thinking thing. I think I've talked about this. Already. Yeah, we have. Uh, Go ahead. Though. That's design. Th- like he, like he is. He would be uh, uh, on the uh, Mount Rushmore of design thinkers. That's that's why this product that everyone holds in their hand is the way that it is, and it's because of design thinking. It's because of the fact that he realized that if you put a button right here in the middle of the screen, just one button, that's all you need, because all the other buttons are just getting in the way of your experience with the actual device. That is just design thinking and making your product for the consumer. And you know, Apple historically just so good at selling their product Mm -hmm. so good i mean they have some iconic advertisement like those pictures like those advertisements with john lennon and yoko ono Mm -hmm. like those are famous famous images of them exactly and they're apple ads yeah like that's awesome it is fucking awesome historically it's a pretty interesting and intriguing company and i enjoy learning about them I do too. They've had some shitty history, though. They they have some very shitty. History, but what com- what company does it? Conglomerate corporation. They have to, you know. They, it's. it's I, I believe that what you get you get so big. At a but it shouldn't have to be that way, and that shouldn't sucks. have to. But it but it is. And why? Like, who did that? Ugh. Fuck you, Nark Fuckerberg. This is your fault. All of it. You know what it is? Glee. Fuck you, Glee. <laughs> Glee? It's a 21 Jump Street reference. <laughs> you know what it is? It's Glee. It's g- Fuck you, Glee. <laughs> Fuck you, Glee. Talking about the TV show. Yeah. Glee. Yeah. <laughs> Glee. Not Glee itself, the, the, the abstract concept, but Glee, the TV show. Yeah. Well, I think that comes to a natural end there. Yeah. This has been the Penny Bloom Podcast. Colton, Tavares, you know, the huge. The huge. We uh, we would appreciate if you uh, subscribed, rate, and reviewed. Followed us on Twitter, at Penny Bloom Pod. We appreciate anything you guys can do to help us grow, because we need that in order for us to grow. That's any, just any, kind of what happens. Word any, of mouth is the best way to spread podcasts. Honestly, anything, anytime. Yeah, so, you know, look us up, share us, like Subscribe, review, rate, do all the shits. DM us, hell. DM us, yeah. If you have ideas for the show, if you if you want to be on the show, fuck, I don't know, hit us up. You might be able to. <laughs> like, we'll talk about it, all right? <laughs> We're intrigued. We want to we wanna hear what y'all think. Yeah. So, like, you know, hit us up. Love you, Keanu Reeves. Bye. My God. My God. My God. Our God. All hail. All hail, Keanu Reeves.